Well, hello to each and every one of you. This is another episode of Bennett's Thoughts. If I am not mistaken, this is episode six. And I am glad that you took time out of your busy schedule to take a listen to what I have to say. Today, uh, I want to um, continue my talk on COVID. And I want to deal with another dimension of this situation that um, is, is kind of uh, relevant for a lot of people. Uh, I, I really had thought about doing this before Easter Sunday, but because, you know, because of having to deal with the reality that, uh, that, that a lot of churches were not going to be able to meet, um, I, I didn't feel the need to express my thoughts on that. I said, well, let me just do that for another time. And so today I think it would be just a good time for me to do it. So this episode I am calling COVID-19 and the church. For those who do not know, I am uh, I am a believer in Jesus Christ. I have been going to church all my life. I'm 33. I've been going to church all my life. I have been a Christian, or at least I believe I've given my life to Jesus Christ um, since the late 90s. And I have served in church in some capacity um, for at least the last 24, 25 years. Started uh, in our youth choir, and all this is at my home church. Uh, started at my, in, our, in our youth choir uh, in the mid to late 90s. Um, then played music, played drums, um, starting around the year 2000. Started to deal with the keys around 2003, 2004. Eventually played um, Eventually was the regular musician for um, three churches. Um, one, of of course, being my home church, which I which uh, I grew up in, uh, and that I was minister of music of for fourteen and a half years. And uh, before before this COVID situation took place, I started uh, as a as the praise and worship leader uh, at a local another local church. And so I've been in church all of my life. Um, and so to see what this situation has done to the church and for the church is very interesting because I've grew up in church. Church has been a part of who I am, um, every dimension. I would even add, you know, the last few years and in, in becoming a minister of the gospel and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. All of that is a, has been a component of being in the church. And I am grateful for every church experience that I've had in my life. And so uh, w- one of the realities that I think has to be noted, and that is pretty obvious, is that COVID has impacted the church. Um, it's impacted the church in many ways. It's impacted the church in um, the type of meetings that, that, that she can have. And I'm referring to the church as she. It's probably most likely impacted the amount of money that churches can make because now um, churches can't depend so much on the regular offering coming in. Now, now you gotta just kind of pray and hope that people are able to give. And one, that that's that's, that's the case because one, when the churches are not meeting, but two, uh, people, other people are struggling. There's been news reports about. Job loss 
that is taking place. This is one of the biggest job losses, uh, eras of job loss that we've had in a long time, maybe since the Great Depression, maybe longer. And so we're dealing with a situation where finances are so tight all over the place. Um, and that's going to have an impact on the church. And I just wanted to share um, some of my thoughts on what I think COVID-19 means for the church. One, I think that church as we've known it may be done, at least for a while, if not maybe forever. I'm not sure. But I think church as, as we've known it may be done for a while. And the reason I said this is because, and, and I'll probably talk a little bit, you'll probably hear me mention this uh, numerous times in our conversation. Um, but, but for example, churches are having to find different ways to meet and to maintain some level of normalcy uh, as a replacement for coming to church and gathering and worshiping. Which means that now we can't rely on just on what we've been doing. Now we have to come up with different ways to do things. We've seen churches do drive through church. My home church did drive through church for Easter Sunday. Uh, it was amazing. I didn't, I didn't go, but I watched. Uh, it was amazing. I've seen other churches. Um, uh, some churches I've seen uh, do things throughout the week to keep the members engaged. I've, uh, many churches, pastors are preaching like maybe maybe have like two or three or four or five of the uh, the most essential people there. And they're preaching to, and they're having to go on Facebook and, and YouTube and all of that uh, to 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 speak to the people. Um, and so preachers now are having to preach, um, really to empty pews, but they're speaking to the people. Um, there are churches uh, I've seen churches that I thought would never embrace technology, social media to that extent. Now they're having to do that because that's the only way that they're going to be able to reach out to the people that's in their church. And so what COVID has done is it is it, it's almost disturbed the, the normalcy that, that, that the church was used to having. You know, we've been you know we've been used to the same routine week after week after week. You know, get ready, you know, get our stuff ready the night before, get you know, get everything ready, get everybody together, we head to the church. Now it's different. Um it's forcing churches to be creative. People, you know, pastors are having to come up with different mechanisms in order to reach people. And it's not as and, and, and they can't just rely on the old system. Now they can't rely on the old way of doing things. Now they have to find some type of way to make things work. And. It's just bringing out so much creativity that I think is amazing. I think it's amazing to see the level of creativity that is going on in uh, with churches now as they're, as they're trying to figure out how do we maintain our church community even though we're away. One aspect of that that I think will be, will be impacted as well too is, uh, and this is more direct, but I think that it's going to take a minute whenever things start to lift up, when restrictions on group 
Remember, uh, numbers are starting to, to, to be lifted up. I think this, our, our, the, one of the biggest um, strengths of community, I think it's going to be impacted. And I think this is a part of the church as we've known it, maybe being over for a while. Uh, because one aspect of church that I think is so important is being able to touch people, being able to hug people, being able to be in, you know, to be in contact with people. Um, and I think that, unfortunately, I think that there's going to be something on the back of people's minds when things start to lift in terms of, of how comfortable, you know, we can be, you know, hugging each other, shaking hands, this and this and that. And I, and it's, and I think it's, it's awful, but I think that, I think that we, I think that we're going to grow closer in terms of really valuing one another now, because now we have seen, we've had to deal with what it means to live a life where we have to be socially distant, which, which I will say, based on what, what people are saying, uh, social distancing is something that's probably going to be here to stay for a little while. So, so unfortunately for the, at least the next year and a half, maybe, maybe less, hopefully, probably for the next year and a half, uh, even as churches start to come back and and whatever, in in whatever way that looks like, um, that's going to be a lot of skepticism in terms of, uh, in terms of what type can we can we hug can we hug can we can can we can we can we do like we used to do, and I think that's going to change the church and I think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna make things interesting. You know, we've done touch your neighbor and all of that for years. Who's to say that people are gonna be comfortable touching their neighbor? They may not be comfortable touching their neighbors anymore. Um, it's gonna be very interesting to see what churches look like and how churches function once this is. Once this is over, because I think that churches we've known is probably done. Some aspects of that are good, I think, um, which I'm going to talk about in a moment. And other aspects are, are sad, I think. Part of part of this is I think that we're getting ready to see like crazy an emphasis more on being the church versus having church. Um, and, and, and I'm all for us meeting and you know, wanting to get back in the church because, because you know, many many of us are looking forward to that day when we're when we're back in and you know when we're when we're you know back in church and back to meeting and all of that. But one thing that I think this crisis is forcing the church to have to do is is ask itself, how can we continue to be a church? How can we continue to be a church? And and, 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 and but but not be able to do as we've done. And so again, I go back to my to my point earlier about the creativity, um, the amount of service I've seen churches do, uh, serving children, serving the community has been amazing. And these churches that I've seen do it were doing church like this before, um, and they were already doing it. But I think that 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 now the life of the church can't be just emphasized on. Are we meeting in the building on Sunday? Because right now we're not meeting in the building on Sunday. You know, we can't meet in the building unless you know unless we're essential personnel that's got to be there. Um, but outside of that, like now we have to figure out ways to make our presence known without us being in a building. Because now, when people look at our churches, right now particularly, they can't look at our church and just look at well. Oh, look, look at all the cars that's there. 
Now they have now they have to see us in action. And I think that that's one thing that could be good, because one of the things that we've talked about for years is, you know, how there's so much emphasis on Sunday morning. And Sunday morning is great. And and, and, it's, and I love Sunday morning because it's the time, you know, it's the time to get with the saints. It's the time to praise God. It's the time to hear the word of God, to sing, to shout, to dance, to pray, to, to learn. Um, all of that is a part of Sunday morning. But what that has done at times, too, is make our mission seem so monolithic. In other words, it's just about one way of doing it. But now with COVID and now with these restrictions in terms of group membership, in terms of groups meeting together, now the church has now the church has to be creative in terms of in terms of who who she will be. And I think that's a good thing because now it's forcing us to say, how do we stay relevant without the building? You know, um, how do we maintain our identity outside of Sunday morning services and praise breaks? Now, I've said before, I will give an exception. I've said before that the day when churches start to come back, it's going to be a big praise break. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, because there is something powerful about the church on Sunday morning. Uh, there is something great about being in church on Sunday morning. Um, if you've been doing it all your life too, it's 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 like a normal part of you. Meeting at church on Sunday morning is just amazing. It's amazing. Uh, but it, it it but 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 I also think that 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 there are times we've had so much dependency on the building that 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 it hasn't really stretched us to the point where it's like oh my gosh I really gotta I really you know how do people know that I'm a Christian outside of what I wear on Sunday outside of how I talk uh, in terms of using churchy language and stuff what what else identifies me as a Christian and now that the building now that that now that we can't meet in, in at least meet in regular gatherings right now it means that now we have to show other ways that we're Christian you know, through how we interact with other people, how we interact with our families. Um, we have to show it in other ways. And I think that's a good thing. I'm not saying I'm not. Let me, hear me out, because I'm not saying that um, that meeting that that meeting in the church is bad, nor am I saying that it's a great thing that we that we can't meet like normal. I'm not saying that. Right, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is is that I think that when we when we do start to meet back in church again, I think we're going to have a different perspective um, on on church. I think we're going to now see, you know what? There is there, there's more to this Christian Christian journey than just going to church on Sunday. There's more to it. You know, there's outreach to be done. There's mission work that that has to be taken care of. There's a lot that needs to be done. And I think that's a good thing. Another change that I thought about, um, and, and 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 this kind of this really breaks my heart, because a lot of churches um, that I that I that I that I, you know, follow at times, um, are mega churches. And I think the definition I'm using here is basically, and I don't forget who has the original data on it, but I think that mega churches are defined as like two thousand or more members, something like that. Um, but one thing that, that, that I really think too, and I think it's, it's a sad and it's unfortunate and it's going to kind of segue into my last point. 
Um, I think mega churches, as we've known them, um, may not have church the same way this year. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, um, let me, let me, let me, let me go back. So, so for example, when most, most, most states right now, I think are under the 10 people or less. I think most states, some states may not be, but I think most states are under the 10 or less group number in terms of group people. In other words, if you're going to mean the group, it has to be 10 or less. Maintaining six feet apart. So what I have said that I predict will happen, and I feel like the the um, the uh, the reopening uh, America plan that uh, recommendations that came from the White House um, kind of go along with what I was saying. What I believe is going to happen across the board is I think there's going to be a gradual opening of things. I do not think, and I hope that I'm right about this. I do not think anybody is going to just they're just going to open things up. And we're going right back to pre-corona. I think coronavirus is one of those things that will leave a mark on this country maybe forever. Uh, I see it in the same way, not the same situation, of course, but I almost see it in the same way as what 9-11 did. Uh, of course, some people will say that, you know, basically we were all unified for a little while and then went back. Yeah, and, and, and human history says that we tend, we tend to go back to things. But I think that coronavirus has ha- has had and is continuing to have such a huge impact on our culture and our society to where I don't think we're going to be the same out of this. And I talked about it earlier, but I mentioned again, just the way we interact with each other, I think it's going to be forever changed because I think there's always going to be something in the back of our minds, that memory um, that's, that, 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 has that, uh, that, that has these rules uh, attached to them. In other words, our memory, I don't think our memory is ever going to fully get away from, you know, um, having to be six feet apart from one another, you know, not being in contact, not being in close connection with people. I think that's going to always be there. Now, of course, you know, over time, I think over time things will you'll feel more comfortable. But I think but when you've been bombarded with that message and bombarded with those rules, it just sticks. And so. You know, the thing that I was thinking about is with the mega churches and, and you know, and we, and you know, I, I, they say that mega churches only make up a certain percentage. Um, but just thinking about the mega churches, how are they going to meet? Because, like I said, I think there's a gradual opening that's going to happen. So what's going to happen is we're at 10 or less right now. Over time, and we don't know when this is going to be, over time, the numbers will grow up, will grow, they'll maybe move it up to, you know, I, I said maybe from 10 to 50. It may be 10 to 25. I don't know. But eventually they're going to, as as things are looking looking to be where where it's controlled, uh, where thing, where where it looks like things are, are kind of situated where, you know, where, where, where they don't feel like the virus is, is out of control or and that the hospitals can handle things, I think that they'll, they'll raise the numbers up from 10 to maybe 25 or maybe they will go from 10. Uh, to 50 but either way like smaller churches mid-sized churches you know 50 or less they could you know they could handle that um my home church for example before corona before the before the stay-at-home order came um what what they did is um they they expanded to three services i think the original plan was to do three services because i think that i think i mean i can't remember if it was if the rule was 100 or below i think it at the time it was 100 or below before it was made to be 50 or less and then to go 10 or less. But the original plan was to um, have three services and just keep the numbers, you know, keep the numbers down. Um, 
And so, and, and churches that are small, you know, when the, when the, when the thing is moved from 10 to 50, churches that are smaller will be able to kind of get back going. But mid-sized churches, mid-sized churches are going to have to adjust somewhere. They may have to add a second service, add a third service. They're going to have to adjust. But churches that are mega churches, where they're meeting with about 2,000, at least 2,000 or more, a lot of those mega churches, and you could even argue like, you know, churches that are like, you know, 500 to 1,000 members or something like that. Those churches may not be meeting as normal the rest of this year. And that's scary to hear. And, and there's a lot of decisions that are going to have to be made. And, and, and please understand, this podcast is not intended to make decisions for pastors because I do not want to be I do not want to be in a position right now. I don't want to be in the position of a pastor trying to decide how to move a church forward. Uh, because one thing I know, not through experience, but through conversations that pastoring right now, leadership, period. I'll talk. But let me talk first about pastor pastors. It's, it is a tough time for pastors because they've got to keep things going. They've got to make decisions. They've got to keep everybody connected. But being a leader in this position right now is hard, period, because there are decisions that have to be made. And I'm not and again, I'm not using this podcast as a way to influence anybody or to or to say what I ought to, what I would do and all this. And all that. I'm just I'm just sharing my thoughts this is what this podcast is. This is me sharing my thoughts. This is what I'd be talking about with my wife and, th- and I'd be talking about. You know, I, I'm, this is this is what I'm talking about. And some of you may have the same thoughts and you may not have nobody to, to share it with. Um, but I, my heart really goes out to mega churches, particularly the churches that, you know, th- that do things. right. I'm not talking about churches that are, you know, that are that are that are doing stuff crazy and that don't care about the community. But I'm talking about churches, mega churches that are doing good things. A lot of them are going to be impacted maybe for the rest of this year because, um if the numbers, if the, if the amount of people that can meet stays pretty low, then that impacts the, that impacts them able to meet. And again, and this is not just for them, but overall, I think one of the things you're going to have to deal with the rest of this year is, and I've kind of talked about it a little bit, is overall skepticism that people are going to have about meeting, about gathering, about being together with a whole bunch of folks, being in, being, uh, you know, in spaces, in close spaces and stuff. I think there's going to be a lot of, of trepidation with that really probably for the rest of this year um which leads me to the last thing that um the last thing that i think that 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 this that this crisis means for the church i think that and this and it's already been talked about over the years um but i think small group ministry is getting ready to become the name of the game i think small groups are going to be embraced critically and i think this is going to be especially important um, as the numbers that they are, that the leadership allows in terms of meeting together, I think that's going to become critical because I think what small groups are going to do is it's going to allow people to get together within that small number and maintain some level of community. Again, it may not go back right now. It may not go back to just having church as, 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 as we've been doing over the years. Uh, the, whatever has been considered normal in terms of church, that's probably done for now. But what small group ministry does is is it, it allows the church to maintain some level of community, particularly in the short term, until things are at a place where um, 
where 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 we can kind of go back to life as we as we know as we as we as we knew it. Um, small group ministry it is something that's been around for years, for decades, and I think it's a good thing for the church, and I think it's something that the church is going to have to embrace um, to maintain um, some type of survival uh, in the coming days. Let me end this post by let me end this podcast rather by. Uh, encouraging you again i i share this from a christian point of view this may also be relevant for other religious um gatherings as well um in other religious communities other religious communities may not meet so what i was talking about yes i've applied it to the church because that's what i grew up in and that's my context um but this may also apply to other religious communities too i'm going to title this COVID 19 in the church because that's what i'm going to do but I think, but and, and but I'm not I'm not showing doing this podcast as a way to force my religion on anybody, because at the end of the day, you have to decide who you're gonna serve. Um, this is more of me expressing my thoughts, particularly being somebody that's been in church most of my life, uh, and that's been active in church um, for almost 25 years. Um, what I would what I really want to charge us to do is to continue to keep churches in our thoughts and prayers and do what we can to you know to support the churches um and to support ministries and to support pastors right now because as i said i think pastors are under a lot of stress right now um this is a situation that you know and i'm not going to sit here and debate about whether people knew this was coming before i'm not going to debate that but i think that i would argue that many people did not see this getting to the a crisis like this that would almost shut down everything we've known about life. I don't think people saw that coming. Um, I don't think pastors saw that coming. I don't think churches saw that coming. Um, I, I, I just, I would just, and I just want to encourage you to keep our pastors and our church leaders lifted in prayer. Um, I would ask that you would keep our church members in prayer, your church members, your your fellow church members, because for a lot of people. Going to church has going to going. Let me let me correct my language because I'm saying going to church like I'm talking about church, but when I'm talking about going to church, I'm not, the church is the people. But I'm just talking about going to the building. For many people, it's difficult not being able to go to the building week by week. Um, and even as churches do different ways of meeting, you know, like I said, my home church and other churches have done the drive-through church, um, and they, and other churches have done other ways of meeting. You know, there's still nothing like, particularly if you grew up in it, there's nothing like being in the church. There's nothing like Sunday morning and Bible study and all throughout the week, just meeting and meeting at the church. Um, you know, meeting together with people. Because for some people, Sunday morning is the only time that they have human connection, you know, with human connection. And human touch. And so for many people, this is a grieving time. Because there's so much about what life was that that's not going to be right now. Um, there's no telling when churches will be back to meeting on the regular. We hope soon. Um, we hope soon. Um, and we know that, that there's a lot of adjustments that are going to have to be made. And so for many people, this is, this is a tough time because for many people, church has been a part of who they are. 
it, it, it's in their identity. It's 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 just what they've known. For many people, it's all they've known over the years is going to their church on Sunday morning and praising and worshiping God and being around people and and it's like and it's like and I and I, and I hear people I hear people saying, you know, I don't hear it directly, but I, I just imagine people saying, you know what? Once this crisis is over, I will never, you know, take for granted. You know, being able to go to church. I will never take for granted being able to meet with people. And I think a lot of us will have that mindset. That when this crisis is over with, the things that have been normal for us that we can't do right now, we're not going to take advantage of that no more. Or take for that for granted. Because we know what it's like not having it. And I think that the church is the same way. And so, um, support. I think we should need to support pastors as much as possible. Support leaders. Um, support one another in this process because this is a process for many of us who've been used to being in church, who've been used to being active in church, who've been used to being connected with other people, who value community. Um, this is huge. This this is tough. This is really tough. And it's not easy to deal with. Um, I, I do believe, though, that we'll make it. We'll get through this process. We're going to help one another. We're going to do what we have to do. Um, to support one another through this crisis and just believe God that, you know, that sooner or later we'll be able to be back. And I, and I, and I just believe, and I just really believe, and I'll say it again, I really believe that this crisis is going to give us a greater appreciation for life, for one another, for the church, and just for some of our norms. I think it's going to give us a greater appreciation. Let me know what you think. Do you agree with my thoughts? Do you disagree? Is that something I was off on? What are your thoughts in terms of the church moving forward. Um, I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Blessings to you all.